go, camera. Whoa, whoa. All right, end of the week. These days are flying by. Newsletter in the works, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Which one is this again? Got an appointment this weekend, but we'll see if it goes through. Plane tickets, expensive. WTF is going on. Kazakh Russian class done again. Workouts in. Hey, Steve, how was that morning run? <laughs> Let me tell you, folks. Friday, February 23rd. I'm Steven Sersky, Canadian expat here in uh, Beijing, China. And I'll tell you, uh, it's almost the end of February. Next week, uh, at this time, we will be into March already, uh, which is... um. I know people don't like hearing it. It's uh, repetitive. It's cliche. Uh, and even though that this year, the February has 29 days in it. I mean, February is almost a second. That's two months into 2024. I don't know about you guys. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, it's despite like, I've heard other people like uh, bad stories from other parts of the world. Things, despite being chaotic, um, the day-to-day is flying by. Uh, working a lot, which is good, which is such a contrast to even this time last year. You know, I guess that's part of it is the the fact that we are back to very much a normal sort of lifestyle here, even though pre-pandemic was very different. Like on a Friday night, I'd just be getting home probably right about now. Maybe, maybe I'd probably be cracking a beer or something like that. Now it's like, even though I work tomorrow, 8.30 a.m., I'm going to hopefully be in bed shortly. It's almost 11.30 p.m. as I'm recording this at the moment. But uh, these days are flying by. We're back to normal. Uh, as I was talking about, um, uh, both for Christmas and for Spring Festival, these are the first sort of returns to how we how it should have been, how it should have been for the last four years, if you want to ask me truthfully. But before the pandemic, uh, this is sort of what we experienced then so it's in that case it's good that things are back to normal uh, i know uh, i mean i opened the year with uh, hey i know someone who uh, passed away i mean this ha- has happened a couple times already this year that uh, very tragically some people have left left us very early but uh, overall um i mean people seem to be busy people seem to be moving around quite a bit as well uh, and it's not just me. I mean, I think people are moving around more than I am. I'm pretty much staying at home. My uh, Kazakh teacher today was asking, so you, you work from home. Do you ever get bored? I'm like, oh, far from bored. I am so, uh, so busy all the time doing stuff that uh, it, this is wonderful. This is, this is probably the, so far it is the best setup that could happen uh, today. Could I make it better? Yes, I know how I can make it better. What would make it worse? I don't know. Uh, well, there's several things I could make. I could get kicked out of the country. I could get kicked out of the apartment, which I kind of suspect that at some point my landlord would be like, yeah, you know what? It's actually not worth having you in that apartment anymore. If I renovated it, uh, I could charge more for it and make more money. I think that's sort of something that I could see happening. I'm not sure if it's going to happen this year or at some point down the uh, down the road. But uh, overall... Things are going decently well, which is a, a massive contrast from like two years ago at this time, three years ago, four years ago for sure. Uh, and even though today is the 23rd, 24th is like sort of the anniversary of the 22nd, that marks the second anniversary of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So here I am saying how great life is, and yet I've mentioned death and war in the first five minutes of this podcast. How are you guys doing? 
newsletter in the works all about DTAM Park visit. Uh, so this is going to be an accompaniment of this video idea that I have. Uh, and this is why I kind of say these these days fly by because I, mean, I just sat down to record this uh, and I finished washing dishes. The, I'm not sure if you heard the clothes washer uh, finish there, but I mean, I, I just had class from 930 until 10 o'clock, I guess it was. Uh, no, uh, 9, 9, I don't know when I had class. 930 till 10 must have been. Yes, because it's 1130 right now. There you go. 930 till 10. Because uh, I have to use up these packages. that uh, I've got two packages remaining, uh, and I've got four classes left that I have to schedule. And I'm not sure for italki if I schedule them past the package date expiry, expiry date, whether or not I can reschedule them. I don't know. I was going to try to do that just because I'm like, I have no time to do this. And this next week is going to be insane as well. Uh, but uh, that's what I mean. Sitting down to write the newsletter, I started doing it. And then something else happened and I had to go get get that done. And I come back to the newsletter. It's like there's six sentences written. I'm like, oh, goodness. Are you kidding me? No, oh, this is why they hire people. But what? who am I hiring? What would I be doing? The one actually, the one uh, amazing sort of thing that I learned today, I didn't realize I could do this. Now, you can shame on me for this one because, you know, Steve, as Mr. Wannabe business guy, you probably should have known how this could have happened but uh did you know you could use like a program like LastPass or keypass uh, or uh, one one password to assign passwords or access to your accounts for team members and they don't actually know the password so i didn't know you could do that 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 is actually a, a major sort of lightning strike to me that i could use a program like LastPass or one password create an account for someone who could then manage my social media accounts without knowing my password. Like they could, altogether for all intents and purposes, log in, but even still, they wouldn't be able to post. They could create, assign, schedule, but they wouldn't be able to actually post until I gave it the okay. That's that's a, that's actually pretty important. So good thing I've been looking into this uh, social media management business a little bit more, seeing how that's going to... Uh, shape up and probably, I don't know, grow. Uh, for all those people who are talking about AI is going to take us over, I'm sitting there going, yeah, and I'll be uh, I'll be using that to uh, take over some things because it just makes sense. Uh, that's If that's what it's going to be, then that's what it's going to be, right? So newsletter in the works uh, accompanying this video, that project that I'm working on. So this uh, gameplay golf sort of analysis of my travel videos, which this is something I've been thinking about doing for a while. It never really clicked on how I was going to get it done. So now I think I finally have the idea and basically just sit down, start talking. That narrate the videos. Steve, why would anyone want to watch this? Because it would be a collection of just videos. You could skip through it. You could actually you could watch it on two speed and get the probably the 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 same amount out of it. I mean that I've started watching YouTube videos on two times speed. Yeah. If, if they had three speed, that'd be a little bit tougher, but uh, it cuts everything down by half. It's wonderful. Uh, I get so much more done as a result. And no, I don't do cocaine. <laughs> that would I don't do any drugs uh, to warrant any sort of like, wow, I'm going to lose track of this. It's, it's basically because uh, given that my day is so full of different things that I, I actually kind of find it a little bit, I don't know, off-putting uh, 
if people speak normally. <laughs> that includes breaths and talking as if you're talking to either a child or an ESL learner, basically, which is in a slow and even pace that they can understand every single word. Uh, I'm kind of more like, I just need to get this content because a lot of what happens in these uh, YouTube videos, and I know this is not a digression, uh, two times speed, you cut down everything by half, but then you can always either rewind or while they're talking, you could be checking out. You're just taking notes on what they're doing. You're not really following along so much because you'll do that later on. You'll, you're sort of, you want to get a very good gist of whether or not this is even a good fit for what you're, you're trying to do. So uh, something to think about in your own sort of work. Uh, I got an appointment this weekend. Um, I'm not going to say what it is because uh, I, I don't know if it's going to, it should work. It's arranged. Uh, the tickets have been gotten. Now, I don't know. I, I, anything could happen. I, I don't know. So this is part of the um, excitement of being in China. Just who knows if it's actually going to work out. But uh, you'll have to tune into Monday's episode to find out a little bit more about what my plans are or what my plans were for the weekend. Plane tickets, expensive. This is a different set of tickets that I was looking at, though. How else can we get around? I've been looking at tickets back to Canada for like a while. And I was thinking, well, it'd be nice to go back for a couple weeks uh, just to say hi and, you know, see how everyone's doing and see if uh, people need any help. Not like they need any help from the guy who lives in China. Uh, what's the uh, the saying? A uh, a close neighbor is better than a faraway family member. I think that's the, uh, the Chinese idiom. And I can't remember what it is in Chinese. I should know it, though. Uh, and uh, I've been looking at the cheapest I can get it. And this is the, actually one thing that myths me about this is that there's so there's two websites that I basically check for this cheapoair.ca, which yes, it is an actual website and it's worked and I've, I've used it before. It's like Skyscanner, except it doesn't get the same sort of marketing exposure. Uh, AirCanada.com. AirCanada is the one that I mean, I used to I fly them pretty much all the time, and basically any flight that you take from like towards Vancouver, uh, chances are it's going to be an Air Canada flight that's operated or, or it's being operated by Air Canada. Uh, so regardless of who you actually book it with. Um, so, you know, it could be any, any number of other airlines, but Air Canada is typically the one that flies from uh, from China. The I was trying to book the round trip ticket won't work because I got to stop over in Vancouver and see my brother there. Now, maybe if I said, bro, sorry, it's not going to happen, uh, which is, I don't know if I want to do that this time. Um, but going back to my hometown, and then so I, I basically have to buy a bunch of uh, one-way tickets. And I tried the multi-city route, uh, multi-city multi planner and stuff like that. And it was just like Air Canada was throwing up errors. Uh, and the problem with using cheapoair.ca uh, which is the Canadian version of it. You can use the .uk.com. There's other ver It just changes the currency, basically. Um, and it was... Um, I'm kind of looking at it going... For cheapo, cheapo Air, you have to give it basically two days on either side of your arrival date. So if, if I want to depart, I don't know, March 1st, March 2nd, it'll take me two days to get to Canada. If I want to come back for the 18th or 19th, It'll take me two days to get there. And the reason why is because of the layovers and the connections. And this is what I was sort of facing last year as well uh, with the idea of going back to Canada, well, with my uh, trip to Canada, 
that ended up costing me about six thousand dollars round trip total, uh, just because even that it was just that was just two tickets. I mean, that was uh, Beijing to uh, Edmonton, and then from my hometown to Beijing again. Like all told, it was about six grand that I ended up spending uh, moving to and from. This time, it's about four thousand dollars that I'm looking at. I tried to get it down to about twenty five hundred, but I mean, again, you're you're flying to point A, laying over for several hours, flying to point B, another layover, and then finally reaching your destination. And I just go for that. I mean, it would. How do I make this fun? Could I even make it fun? That's the. I guess that's the big issue. Is that it? Just seems like it's a huge slog. To you know, make a quick trip back to Canada. It's not like I'm stopping over and having a couple of days off in Japan. No, I, or Taipei or Vancouver. Well, even Vancouver, but even to get to Vancouver is a is a trek. So I'm sitting there going, well, how do I do this? Like, do I just fly to Korea and then you know chill out there for a day or two and then then take it then book a ticket from Korea to Vancouver? Like, is that what I should be doing or? Like, what am I doing wrong, basically? that That's sort of my, my question. Sorry, that's my knee that just popped there, if you heard that. <laughs> so we'll, um, I'll take a look at this. I mean, I haven't booked anything yet. I'm notorious for leaving ticket purchases to the last minute, just because I always kind of hope that uh, something cheaper will sort of, sort of show up. But looking forward over, out, uh, over throughout the year, going, well, if I go back to Canada now for a couple of weeks, I can go back again later on, or do I have to? And then can I finally do the trip that I want to do this year in January, but I'll do it next year. I, that one, I don't know. Going to uh, West Africa if I can. Never been. It'd be kind of fun to go finally. See what it's all about. Uh, Kazakh Russian class again. Chinese on deck for tomorrow. So I got to use up these packages. And uh, this Russian class was a little bit easier. Uh, and I, I've noticed this. Like if I let a, a language such as Russian languish for a little bit, uh, getting back into it is very rough. But then by class number two or three, three or four, I'm usually able to start speaking a little bit more, well, horribly not fluent. And it's like a struggle, painful struggle for my teacher to like wait on every word that I'm saying. But this girl, she's very good because, well, she asked me what I wanted to, to work on. And she does like to have conversations. And it kind of bothers me because like I know I was thinking, and this is not her, this is me giving the impression that I know more Russian than I actually do or knowing more language than I actually do, I was thinking I just need a teacher to sit there with me and do the grammar. That's it. That's all I need. I mean, I'm not looking for someone to have a conversation with just yet. I'm looking for someone to literally go, okay, Stephen, this is your uh, second declension. We're going to go through that for the next 35 minutes. I'm not sure if teachers actually want to do that. I'm not sure how they can make it interesting. Uh, I'm sure there's got to be a way. But uh, yeah, it is that is basically what I'm looking to do because I'm not doing that on my own. Whereas like with Chinese, it's kind of good to have a conversation class because I do a lot of the grammar, a lot of the characters on my own. I don't really do the grammar. I should do far more grammar work in Chinese. Uh, but, but I can do a lot of that on my own. Whereas... Like speaking Chinese, I don't get as much practice as I probably should, even though I live in the country. So with Russian, I'm thinking, well, what if I just had a teacher who didn't 
conversation. And this is the issue, is that some of, uh, some of the italki teachers, they say, oh, it's going to be a grammar class. And then you start talking to them, and it's just a conversation again. All you're learning is new words that you're never going to use again, because it's, again, how often do you reuse the same words in one conversation? I'm sure this is part and parcel of, you know, they don't want to have a boring topic, boring class. But if I'm struggling with the grammar, let's just focus on the grammar point. You don't have to make it boring grammar. How do you not make grammar boring? I don't know. <laughs> Good question. So I'm, I was thinking about that, looking for a strict grammar teacher that would basically handhold me through perfecting the sort of the, all the nuances of uh, the Slavic grammar structures, all these Russian, possibly Ukrainian. Workouts in. How was that morning run? Well, it didn't happen. <laughs> I left you guys on a cliff cliffhanger yesterday going, oh, yeah, you know, I'll let you know. I mean, maybe I'll probably get it done. You know, I'll do this. And, you know, maybe I'm, I'm up in the air. I'm undecided whether or not I'm going to uh, run in the morning or run at lunchtime. I ran at lunchtime uh, for the simple reason because when I woke up, I'm sitting there going, I do not want to do 100 pull-ups or even 50 pull-ups with a weight vest at 7 o'clock in the morning. I just don't want to do it. And well, even at 6, I, I was actually up. The one success that I had this morning was that I actually got up at 6.05. The, the alarm went off, uh, so I was up, and I didn't get out of bed until about 6.15. But with that, I was able to get going earlier. And so if I'm able to, even though I'm recording this podcast quite late, maintain that ability to wake up at around 6 or earlier, in theory... I should be able to get more stuff done in the morning rather than trying to cram things down when I'm slowing down in the evening, which also means, Stephen, you might have to wrap up this podcast a little bit sooner so you can. And, and again, if I get going earlier, get some other things done, I won't have to push my language classes so late. I won't have to do my workouts so late. And this was the goal was that I know that doing languages in the morning is very difficult for me. So what if I just did my workouts? What if I trained myself so that I could lift heavy in the morning rather than pushing it off into the evening? And then that way, I mean, I, I could be in bed by 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, even 12 o'clock uh, and up 5, 36 o'clock, get going and do my workout, right? He's here. Oh, excuse me. Oh, wow. And so doing something like that, where I could um, be able to just push everything forward. It's this this evening workout. I know. I mean, I like doing it. It's It feels good. Um, getting moving again after sitting for pretty much the entire day. The problem is, is that it, it's, it pushes things off by not just an hour of the workout, but then you got to eat. You got to shower, clean up, do all that stuff. And all of a sudden, there goes your evening. It's two or three hours. And it's now basically uh, time to record a podcast and go to bed. <laughs> well, we'll see. Something to think about how I can change things up and uh, possibly push everything just a little bit earlier. And uh, get a little bit more organized in my morning. So I can do the run, do the workout, get the Chinese done, and still get to work on time. So... All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, the show notes and tracks will be available on my website, uh, stevensersky.com. And, of course, if you have any questions or concerns, hit me up on stevensersky.com or stevensersky at gmail.com. You can uh, fire me off an email 
or tweet me, troll me on the Twitter box, on the Xbox, not the Xbox, the X Twitter, the Twitter X, the social medias. Find me there. Ask me uh, whatever else you, uh, if you have any good questions to ask, even some odd questions, no problem. Fire them off to me. I'll see what I can do. All right. Thanks again. We'll do this again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.